We begin the Gemara today towards the bottom of Daf Pezayin Amit Beis, about seven lines from the bottom, where it says, Medairaise Minolan. So, what did it say here in the Gemara? It proves from the Mishnah, we're speaking here about a woman that Eid Echot came along and said, Your husband passed away. And the Mishnah said that we could rely on Eid Echot and she can get remarried. Then it brought the other Mishnahis later in the Masechta that says the same thing. And then the Gemara brought a Mishnah where it says the same regarding an Iser, Iser of Chelev, that you can trust one A to tell you that this is not Chelev, this is pr- pr- uh, not forbidden fats, but uh, permitted fats. So you rely on an Eidechot. So the Gemara here is going to try to figure out what's the source of this idea that we rely on Eidechot. <coughs> From Sominat Taira, where do we see the source for this that we believe in Eidechot? So the Gemara says as follows, the Tanya we learned in Abraisa regarding a carbon chatos. If it was known to him that he sinned, so it uses the term a love. A love means that he himself knows, which is but not that others are telling him. He himself has to know this, that he sinned, then he brings a karma chatas. But then the Braise says, I would think that means that if others come and tell you that you sinned and you have to bring a karma chatas, and the person himself is not denying it. That even then he would be potter. So on the other hand, it says the word hoida. Hoida means not that he knew on his own, but even others are telling him, which is mikol He knows about it either way, not only on his own. So we sort of have two opposite things that this pasuk is saying. On one hand, it uses the term love to say that he himself has to know about this, and not that others are telling him. On the other hand, the, the Pasuk is using the term Hoida, that means that others are telling you. So the Gemara now will explain what exactly is the case that this Bryce was speaking about. So, hey Chidami, what are we speaking about here? Is the case here that two Adam came along and told him, listen, you ate Chelev, and you have to bring a Karm Chatas. So two Adam told us to him. And and he's not denying what these two Adam told him. So, and that's what the Pasuk is saying, Hoida Elov, that two Adam told us to him, so I'll have to bring a Karm Chatas. This is what I need a Pasuk for. We always know that when two Adams say something, you, you have to trust what they say, whether you deny what they say, whether you don't deny what they say, it doesn't make any difference. Two Adams say something, you don't need any Pasuk to tell you that you have to follow what the two Adams say. So don't you think, what is this Baraisa speaking about? That there is one aid here. One aid is coming and telling you that I saw that you ate Chelev and you have to bring Chatos. And now, what it's saying is, if this person does not deny what this Eid Echad says, Mehemen, the Eid Echad is believed. If he himself denies it, so then we say, Elov. Then we use the term word Elov and we say, you yourself deny it. So you don't have to bring a Chatas. But if you're not denying it, then I say, Hoida, that this Eid is telling you that you have to bring a carbon, you have to listen to the Eid. So Shmamina, from here I see Eid Echad Nemon. That a one aid is believed to be Mechaev, this person of Chattos, and we could apply the same thing regarding our Mishnah, that we trust one aid to say that she can get remarried. Frek, the Gemara, there's no Raya from there. Umi, Mai, how do you know the reason is? Because we believe that one aid, the Mishum de Mehemen, that we're believing this aid. Dilma Mishum de Koshasik. Maybe it's not only the belief, belief we have on this word of this aid, but it's also because, in addition, this person himself, that aid to Chelev, is quiet, and he agrees to the aid. His being quiet is what's mechaiv and to bring the carbon, right? Maybe, maybe by a carbon there's a special halacha that we're relying on the person himself. And that's the reason why he's bringing the pasuk. But it's not only because of the aid. 
Over here, in this case, his being quiet is admitting, he's saying, yes, I ate a chaylev. And over here, by the karmachatas, the main thing is what the person himself is, is saying here. And so he's being quiet, so he's saying that he ate a chaylev. And therefore, the, what's Gemara's question? That, that's only over here. Here, this person is being quiet, and therefore, we're relying on that by a karmachatas. But before, when we're talking about a person, that, a woman that are, is being told that her husband passed away, her being quiet is, is, is worthless. She doesn't know if he did or didn't pass away. So over there, we're just relying on the words of Eid Echad, who says over there, we could rely on him. You don't have her shtiki kaida. So the Gemara says, over here, oh, Teida, the Gemara now says, I'll prove to you that that's the case here. That the reason why this person is going to bring a karma chattas when there's an Eid Echad is because he himself is also quiet and he's admitting, sort of. So, Teida, Pudisiduk, Tani Sefer. What does it say in the Sefer of that Braise? Omru Shnayim, Achalta Chelev. If two Eidim come along and say to a woman, We saw you ate Chelev, or not a woman or whatever, any, any person, you ate Chelev. And this person says, No, I did not eat chaylev. Potter. So the Rabbanon, the Tanakama, and this Braise says that even though two Adam <coughs> said that he ate chaylev, but he himself said he did not, it's going to be Potter. Rav Meir, Mechaev. Rav Meir says, No, if two Adam say you ate chaylev, of course, you have to bring a carbon. And Rav Meir asks on the Tanakama, Omer Rav Meir, so Rav Meir asks and says, There's a Kavachaymer that the Adam should be believed. If we trust two Adam, even when they say Adams, let's say that someone was Machal Shabbos, and they could be Machai of a person, they should be liable for Misa to, be, to die. So we can't trust these two Adam that he should be Chayav to bring a carbon. Who cares if he denies what the Adam said? We're going to trust him against two Adam. Amrulai, so the Chachamim answered and said, no, by a carbon it's different. Over here, what did the two Adam say? We saw you eating chaylev. So you have to bring a karmachatas. So he comes along and if you, if you would say to the Adam, you're right, I ate chaylev, but what I ate was b'mezid. So since I ate it b'mezid, I'm not chayv a karmachatas. So he can contradict the words of the Adam in this case and be empathed himself of a karmachatas. So therefore, even when he says that he did not eat the chaylev, since he could have denied the words of the Adam by saying that he was amazed, here his words are stronger than the Adam. And therefore, he's going to be potter. That's what the Tanakhama, the Rabbanon hold in the safe of this Braise, even when there are two Adim here. So now let's go back to the Reisha. Reisha, my time, the Kamachai Rabbanon. So in the Seifa, it brings this Machlekes regarding the case of the two Adim. Now in the Reisha, when there was just one Aid, over there it said that the Rabbanon say that if there's an Aid Echad, saying that you ate Chelev, you would be Chayev. So what's the difference? Why in the Reisha did the Rabbanon not argue about this? If you're going to say in the ration, when the Rabbanan said he's chayev, is because we trust that Eid Echad, that can't be. If in the Sefer, the Rabbanan say that even by two Eidim, he has the power to deny what the Eidim said, for sure in the ration. And the Gemara explains the Kavachaymer. When it comes to two Eidim, of course two Eidim are stronger than one Eid. But Alma, usually, not here, but usually, by two Eidim, you could deny what two Eidim say from today till tomorrow. It doesn't matter. The two Eidim are always going to be believed. And nevertheless, over here, even though two Eidim are so strong regarding a Carbon, the Rabbanan say that if you deny what the Adim say, you're going to be Potter. Because you could have said you're amazed. You have a power to go against two Adim here. So in the Reisha, when there's an Eid Echad saying that you have a Karmachatas, why there did the Rabbanan not argue? 
Why is there that the Rabbanan said that you would have to bring a karma chatos? El Olaf. So the only way to, to explain this is Mishum de Ishtik. Because in the Reisha, it's speaking about that this, this person, that the Eid Echot says, that Eid Echelev is quiet. He's not responding. He's not denying what the Eid Echot said. And Shtike Damya. And because he's quiet, so he's admitting that he ate Echelev. So, so he's admitting. It's, if you say that the carbon is up to him to admit, he is. He's admitting that he ate the Echelev and therefore it's going to be Chayev. So what's the point the Gemara is making here? You can't prove from here that an Eid Echad is believed for matters of Isser or for matters of a woman getting remarried. Because over there, that case is unique. By a carbon, the Pasuk says, A love, that it's up to him to say that he ate the Chaylev. And over there, the only reason he has to bring the carbon is not because of the Eid Echad, but rather because he himself is quiet and he's admitting that he ate the Chaylev. Elam. If it's a shaykh, I mean, if he's, if he's quiet and the Aidan say, We saw you ate chelo in Yechayev Chatos, and he doesn't react to it, so then, yeah, he's being made that he's a shaykh, correct? Allah, so therefore the Gemara says, Where do we know that an Aidan is believed? Svarihi. We're going to say, it's, without any posik, it's just logical to say so. Why? Midi da hava chatiche. You have a piece, a piece of meat. Suffix shal chelev, it's a suffix if it's forbidden fats that cannot be eaten, or suffix shal shuman, or it's permitted fats. And Eidechad comes along and says, Barili the Shumanhu. I know for a fact that this is permitted fats. So the Eidechad is coming and telling us about this piece that we don't know about what it is. The Mehemen. So this Eidechad in such a case is believed. So the Gemara over here accepts that this is, we don't need any, any Pasuk for this. We're going to have to logically say that we believe in Eidechad. And Rashi says, how do we know this? We know this from everyday life. If you're eating in your house and your wife is cooking, you trust your wife that it's kosher food. If you're being invited to your friend's house and, and he's serving you a meal, do you, do you rely on your friend that he's serving you kosher food? Yeah. So it must be that when an Eid Echad is serving you food and you ask him, what is this? He tells you, this is Shuman, this, this is kosher food. You could rely on him. So since it, otherwise life would be impossible. You always have to have two Eidim. Every time you cook, every time you do anything, you have to have two Eidim present. It's impossible. So it's a Svara that when it comes to these kinds of matters of Isser and Heter, that you have to rely on an Eid Echad. So therefore over here as well, regarding our Mishnah, when it comes to this question of whether a woman could get remarried or she's still forbidden, she's still an Eishu Zish, we rely on Eid Echad. But the Gemara says, no, you can't bring a Rai from this, from this everyday life. Why not? Midami, what comparison is there here? Hasam, in the case that you're saying when, a, when the food is being served and you're not sure what this is. Is it Shuman or Chaylev? And you're relying on an Eid Echad. So, lo You're not dealing with a situation where there's already a presumption of Isser. You're not dealing with a case where there was a status of Isser that was already pre-established from before. You're dealing with food that's being served and it's, you're not sure if it's kosher or not and you're relying on an Eid Echad to tell you that it is. But hacha, what are we dealing with in our Mishnah? Here we're dealing with a case where of a woman that we knew for a fact that she was married and she was an Eishish. So there was an Issa that was established already. And now you want to come and rely on one A to remove that Isser. Over here when there's an Eishish, so not only is it that you can't rely on an aid necessarily in this case, but even more so we know when it comes to any Isser, which is a Dovisha Be'erva, an Isser which involves an Eishish Ish, you have to have two Eidim, to uh, say that this woman is permitted. So how, how, how could we be mad to this woman just with an Eid Echad saying that her husband passed away? Answers the Gemara, No, this is sorry, this is not an answer. This is sort of a continuation of the question. So our case would only be compared to when you have a piece of food, the Vaddai Chaylev. 
You have a piece of food that's sitting there on the table and the one that serves it saw where it came from and he says, I know for a fact that this is from the part of the animal which is chalev, it's forbidden fats. He knows it for a fact, he saw himself. And Ava also Eid and Eid comes along and says, Body lead is I know for a fact that it's permitted fats. You, you can't believe him. The, the person that's serving it saw and knows for a fact that it's forbidden. So you can't rely on Eid Echad. So, so the Gemara says, okay, so this, so this this example is similar to our case. You have an Aishas Ish. And because you have an Aishas Ish, you know for a fact that she's an Aishas Ish, you can't rely now on Eidacha to come and say that her husband died. But the Gemara says it's not the same thing to the case that we just brought regarding fats that you know for a fact was forbidden. Nidami has it compared, Hasam over there, in the case when you have these forbidden fats, even if you can have a hundred Adem that are going to come and tell you that these fats, these, this meat, these fats that are here are permitted, you're not going to believe even a hundred Adem. Why not? If you see something with your very own eyes, that this was taken from the section in the animal that's forbidden, and 100 Adem are going to come and tell you that it's kosher. Are you going to be allowed to eat it? You say, well, 100 Adem are saying so. I, I saw with my own eyes that it's forbidden fats. Doesn't matter what I saw, but Adem are telling me that it's kosher. Doesn't work that way. If you saw with your very own eyes that this is forbidden fats, so then it doesn't matter who's going to tell you it's permitted, it's still going to be forbidden. So over there, even 100 Adem are not going to be believed. But Hacha, over here, regarding the case of Ramishna, where the question is whether this woman could get remarried, Kivin de Chiyasu Mehendi, over here, if two Aiden come and say that her husband died, so are they going to be believed? Yeah, they're going to be believed. Now, even though we know she was married before, but it doesn't mean her husband is still alive. That could change. By fats, the forbidden fats cannot change. But over here, it could change. So maybe, maybe over here as well, one age should be believed to say that the husband died. And here the Gemara brings another source from where we see this concept that one aid could be believed regarding other matters of Isser. We should compare it to the Isser of Tevel, which is untithed produce. He didn't take yet the Trumas and Maisris. You're not allowed to eat from it. And we believe a person that he took the Maisris. Hektish, regarding an item that was Hektish, we believe a person to say that he redeemed it. And Kainamis, Kainamis is a nether. A person makes when he says Kainam, something should be Kainam. It's a lotion of a nether. So we believe a person as well to say that it became Mutter. So if we believe a person by those Yisurim, maybe we believe regarding a woman to get remarried as well in Eidechot. So the Gemara says, wait a minute, is this true? I mean, exactly where do we see regarding these three things, Tevel, Hektish, and Kainoma, is that we believe in Eidechot? Hi, Tevel, Echidami, what kind of Tevel are we talking about? Idi Day, if this is Tevel that's, that this person himself owns, so you know why he himself is believed that he took the Maestris and the Truma? Because it's all in his hands. It's he's the one that has the power to remove that. Biyadai, this is a concept called Biyadai, and some of Arshim say that the Pshat of Biyadai is that here, the reason why we would not believe him is because there's a Cheskas Issa, like the Gemara said before, when there's a Chazaka, we don't believe in Eidechot. So over here, you have this untithed produce, so there's a Cheskas Issa. But Biyadai takes away Chazaka. The Chazaka is only something that you can't change, but if you yourself could change that, so then there is no Chazaka of Issa, so therefore you're believed. So over there, it's in your hands. Regarding this woman that wants to get remarried, it's not in her hands right now that her husband is dead. We're talking about the produce that belongs to someone else. And you are saying that the mice was taken from that. And still you're believed. 
So now my kesavar, what, is, what, what do we hold about this? If it's someone else's produce, if we hold, you can take mices from your own produce for your friend's produce and it takes effect and it's good. So then, and you don't need the owner to come and, and be aware of this and give you the permission to do this. So again, the, the point remains, it's in your hands. You, you, can, you can give the mices and therefore you're believed to say that you took it. If you're going to say that when another person owns his produce and you, you want to give maestros for him, you can't do it. You're going to need his permission for this. And for Omar, and what you're coming and saying is, I know that that person's produce, maestros was taken from it. I can't take it, but I know that he did. That's what this person is coming and saying. So the Gemara says, no, but he gufe minolan. This itself, how do you know this is true? How do you know that this Eidachel is believed to say about someone else's produce that the Maisus was taken from it? So there's no Raya from here. Same thing the Gemara now is going to say regarding Hektish. Hektish Nami is similar regarding Hektish. So we said a person is believed to say that he redeemed the Hektish. So now, Ikdush is Domim. Are we talking about Hektish? There's two types of Hektish. There's a Hektish for the Mizbeach which is Kedusha Saguf, has a physical holiness like a carbon, and this is a hektish, it belongs to the Bedek Abayis, that's used for the construction and things in the Beis Amikdash. That's only Kedusha's Domim, it has the Kedusha of the value of its money. So why, why would a person be believed regarding hektish to say that it was redeemed? Because it's in his hands, he could redeem it. Now, Kedusha Saguf, if we're talking about a carbon which has a physical <laughs> sanctity on the body, so Eid day, if this is your carbon that you will makdish, and so the reason you're believed is because even by this carbon, you could be shoyal on this kachim. When a person is makdish a behemah, he could revoke that. He can come and be and, and, and take away the nether that he made to be makdish this behemah as a carbon. So that's why he's believed. Because he himself could do it. So what are we talking about over here? That it's a behemoth that belongs to someone else. That he was makdish. And va'amar and this eight echad is coming and saying, I know that the owner of that behemoth went and removed the hektish. He was shoyal on the nether of that hektish. And now it's not hektish anymore. But the question is, How do you know that you're actually believed to say that? So there's no source from here either. And the Gemara says a similar thing regarding kainamais, which is again when a person says a nether that this item should be a kainam, which is an iser. Now the question is, this lotion of kainam, what kind of an iser is that? So the Gemara says kainamais nami, regarding a nether which is a kainam as well, i if we hold yesh mi'ile b'kainamais. That when a person uses the term kainam regarding any object, it makes the thing holy for hektish. That's what the term kainam means. And therefore, if you use it, there's me'ila, which is misusing something that belongs to hektish. So if so, kedusha is damim, nachsalahu. So therefore, there's the sanctity of hektish, the value of the money that's on this, that takes effect on this item. So why would you be believed there? The same like we said before, mishum any hektish, you could, not any, but the hektish, which is Kedush's Domim, you could redeem it. That's why you're believed. That when you use the term Kainam, it does not become hektish. And it's just a regular Iser that's riding on its shoulders, meaning it's like any nether. Any nether, a person says, this object should be also for me. That's what, that's what this nether over here is. So again, the reason why he's believed would be as follows. If it belongs to him, any nether, you can go to a rav and be mat nether. You can revoke your nether. That's why you're believed in it. It's in your hands. 
Elo the Acher. So what are you say? What, if, what would you be speaking about over here? Somebody else made a nether. And you as an Eid Echad will be believed for someone else. And for Amma, you come along and say, I know you're I know that the owner was Shoyal. He, he removed his nether on this thing. But he alon. How do you know that Eid Echad is believed for that? We don't have any source for this. So ultimately, the Gemara came down after all these different points here that the fact that Eid Echad is believed for a matter of an Iser, if there's no Cheskas Iser, so then the Gemara said, Svaruhu. It's logical to say, we must say that Eid Echad is believed. Otherwise, no one will ever be able to serve you food. But in a case where there is a Cheskas Iser, from where do we know that an Eid Echad is believed? And our case that we're speaking about over here, which is the woman trying to get remarried, is a case of a Cheskas Iser. So why would Eid Echad be believed? So we're still left with the question. Answers, because we're being very stringent with this woman at the end, so therefore we're being very makal, we're going to be very lenient with her in the beginning. What's the Chumrah that we're very, very stringent with her at the end? The Chumrah that it says in our Mishnah, if she ends up getting remarried and then her husband, her original husband comes back, she's going to be stuck now. She's going to have to leave both husbands, she's going to have to get a get, a get from both of them. So because we're very stringent with her later, so therefore we're going to rely in the beginning on her accepting the words of the Eid Echad. And as I mentioned before, Rashi says in the Mishnah, and Rashi here says again, that the Bezdin says to the woman, we're going to rely on this Eid Echad. But you have to interrogate, make sure that the words of the Eid Echad are true, because you should know if later it turns out that what the Eid Echad said is not true, you're going to suffer the consequences. So you better make an investigation now. So because we're being very stringent on her now in the beginning, so therefore, so there, again, in the end that is, because in the end we're going to be very stringent with her, so therefore in the beginning we're lenient with her and we allow her to get married based on the Eid Echad. Why are we doing this? Why are we being very stringent with her later in order to be able to be lenient with her in the beginning to rely on Eid Echad? Don't be stringent with her later and don't be lenient with her in the beginning. Let's leave things the way they are that, that is, that you can't rely on Eid Echad. The reason is because a woman which her husband went overseas and she won't be able to get remarried, she'll be an aguna. Aguna means like she's locked up, like she can't ever get remarried. So therefore, because we don't want her to be an aguna, we were especially lenient with her later. Sorry, now that is, that she'll be able to get remarried. So therefore, we have to be stringent with her later. That's Maskana the Gemara. There's, there's one thing though that's not very clear in the Gemara here. If Menatayre, you do need two Aden to be able to get remarried, like the Gemara said before, that this is a Dovish this is a serious matter of an Eish Ish, how could Chachamim come along and rely on an Eid Echad. Hakacham uproot what it says in the Teireh. So the, many Rishayim discussed this, there are many different Pshatim about this. One of the Pshatim that there is about this is, is Teisvis. And Teisvis says that this is a special power Chachamim have. Chachamim could be oikir adava mena Teireh, and even bekom vasei, even if they are allowing her to go do an action, to get remarried against what the Teireh says, that you need to aid him, but Chachamim have a power to do this. Mishumiguna. Chachamim were masakin this. So this is a huge chiddush that the Gemara is saying here. There are other pshatim in the Rishayim, but this is one pshat that Taisa says regarding the conclusion of the Gemara, which is not clear in the, in the actual words of the Gemara itself. Going back to the Mishnah. So it said in the Mishnah, Taisa, Mizeh, O Mizeh, she got remarried based on the words of one aid, and now her husband shows up. She has to leave now both the first and second husband. So Rav said about this, Leishanu Elishinisis Be'edechat. The halach of the Mishnah is only true when she got remarried now with one aid. But if she went and got remarried based on the words of two Adam that said that her husband died, 
So then, even if her original husband showed up, she doesn't have to leave from her second husband. That's the way it was quoted in the name of Rav. So the way the, the, way the Gemara understands right now what this means is that she doesn't have to leave the second husband, even though her first husband showed up. But because two Adam said that he died, and she got remarried, she doesn't have to leave the second husband. So the Gemara says, In Marava, which is Eretz Yisrael, they laughed on this halacha that was said in the name of Rav. Asa Gavra. The, the man, the first husband arrives, he's here, the, the koi, and he's standing right in front of us. And you're saying that she doesn't have to leave her second husband? If the first husband is here, she's an Ashish, we know she was married to the first husband. How can you say that she doesn't have to leave the second husband? Who cares if there's two Adam that said that he died? But he's here, he's standing right in front of us. Says the Gemara, the case must be this man shows up and claims that he is the first husband, but we don't recognize him. We don't know if he's the first husband or not. So, in such a case, we say if she got remarried, she doesn't have to leave the second husband. Says the Gemara, wait a minute, if that's the case, if we can't recognize that that is the first husband, so why, if she got remarried based on the words of one aid, if the husband shows up and we don't even know that he's the husband, he just claims that he's the husband, and we don't even recognize him, why should she have to leave the second husband? We, we, we don't know who the first, this guy that showed up over here is. And says the Gemara, the case over here is, the there are two Adam that come along and say, Anan Havinam we were together with this individual, Michinofak, from when he le- from when he left his wife, Vaad Hashta until now. We traveled along with him the entire time, and Vaatanhu. And he is he is this person. He is the husband. Two Adam are coming and telling us that he is the husband. Again, again, I read it wrong. Just let me touch the word again. And you, people here, don't recognize him. But we do recognize him. We know that he is the person. Now the Gemara explains how, how is such a thing possible. How is it possible that the people, the wife and all the other people that knew this man, when he left his city, he went overseas, let's say for a few years, and he comes back. How is it possible that they should not recognize him? Shouldn't we just say that these two Adam are lying? So the says, yeah, it is possible. The Chsiv, the Pasik says, by Yosef, that Yosef recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. Why not? When he left from his father, so he had no beard yet, and he came back, and now he had a beard, so therefore, now he came back, sorry, when the brothers met Yosef in Mitzrayim, so he had a beard, so therefore they didn't recognize him. So therefore it's possible that this husband should not be recognized. So what's the point the Gemara is saying? The Gemara doesn't spell this out, but what, what the Gemara is saying over here basically is that you have over here a case, two Adam are telling us that this husband died. Another two Adam are coming and telling us he's not, he's, he's not dead, this is him. So we have two against two basically, and we don't know who to trust. This is what's always called a tre tre. What do you do in such a case? So in such a case, Rav was saying, if she did not get married yet, she shouldn't get remarried because we, it's a suffix. Once she got remarried, so now we allow her to remain married. Why? Because it's a suffix. It's two against two. And once she got remarried, we, we allow it. But the Gemara asks on this, how could you say so? Sof, sof, in the end, the question still remains. Trey, utrei, ninu. This is two against two. And what's the halacha when you have a situation where there's a suffix, if she is an ashes ish or not, she can't get remarried. A woman, which is a suffix ashes ish, anyone that gets married to her, anyone that has a relation with her, it, this is a, 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 a suffix ashes ish, you're going to have to ring a asham toli. So, so in such a case, how could she continue living with her second husband? Every single time she would want to be with him, it's, it's a suffix that she might be an ashes ish. So how can we say that, that she say? 
answers the case She got married one of those Adam that said, I saw your husband die. She got married to one of those Adam. Uh, you might be thinking that, the, that, 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 that that's a disadvantage if she's getting married to one of those Edim. So it might look like that this Ed is only saying this because he wants to get remarried to her. But it's not true. It's not so. There are two Edim that are saying this. And when two Edim say something, we trust two Edim. Two Edim have a very strong Kayach and Teireh. Now what's the point of the fact that she got married to one of those Edim? You don't bring a Oshem Toloi if you yourself are sure that what you're doing is not an Iser. Rashi here says, you only bring a Hashem Toloi, if in your heart you're unsure of whether what you did is mutter or Asr. But if you hear, she's getting married to one of those Adim that said that her husband died. So then, for him it's totally allowed. He knows, he saw that the husband died. That's him, that's the Eid. But he gufa, she herself, the woman herself, she's unsure if her husband is alive or not. Because there are two Adim that are contradicting one another here. So, so for her, how could she get married to the second and remain married to the second husband? So the one answers by Meris bodily. Rav was speaking about a case. Not only she got married to that aide that said that her husband died, but she herself is also saying, I know for a fact that my husband died. And this guy that came here and claimed that he's my husband, it's not him. As she says, she knows her husband. She has Simonim on his body to know that this man is not her husband. And therefore, for her, if once she got married, a second marriage, she could remain married. That's the case over here. That's what Rav came to teach us. If that's the case, so then what's the Chiddush over here? And the Gemara here is going to bring a Machloikis about this. And this is a case that, that is obvious and everybody agrees that she can remain remarried. A filler of Menachem Barab Yaisi. Rab Menachem Barab Yaisi, as we're about to quote here, a Braise, where he was more stringent about a case where there's a suffolk and she got already remarried. Rab Menachem Barab Yaisi was more stringent that she has to leave. But like Omar, he did not say so. Elo Keshobo Edim Vachakachnisis. If Edim came and said that your husband is still alive, two Edim said that he died. But two Adam came and said that he's still alive, and only afterwards she went and got married. So then Rabbi Nachman Rabbi Yaisi was stringent that she'll have to leave. If she already got remarried, and only afterwards Adam came and said that your husband is still alive, even Rabbi Nachman Rabbi Yaisi would agree that she could remain married. He didn't say that you have to leave. So the Gemara here brings the Raisa, where there's a machlaikis about the subject we're speaking about. And again, the subject we're speaking about is two Adim that are contradicting another two Adim regarding whether the husband is alive or dead. So what do you do in such a case? The Tanya, so we learned in the Brais as follows. Two Adim say your husband died. Two, pay, two people, two Adim come and say no, he did not die. Two say that she's divorced. And two say she was not divorced. She can't get remarried. But once she did get remarried, she doesn't leave. So Rashi here brings the Gemara in Ksubis explains that, uh, that she does not have to leave if she got married to one of those Adim that said that her husband died and she herself is sure about it as well. Like we said before, so there's no Ashim Tali, she can get married to, to a person that's sure that he died. That's the Tanakhama. Rabbi Nachem Rabbi Yaisi Rabbi Nachem Rabbi Yaisi says, when two Adim are contradicting two Adim about whether her husband is alive or not and she got married, she's going to have to leave. And Rabbi Nachman Rabbi Yaisi explains when he says this. When do I say that she's going to have to leave? That's only if Adam came and said that her husband is alive and afterwards she went ahead and got married. So she's not allowed to do that. Once there's a suffix about this, how did she go and get married? So in such a case, she's going to have to leave. But if she got married first to one of those Adam that said that her husband is dead, 
And then and only afterwards, Adam came and said that he's alive. Over here, there's no, so, so she's sure that her husband is dead. The Adam is sure that, that Adam is sure her husband is dead. So we don't give her any knas, she can remain married to her husband. So therefore, the Gemara's question is, we see that in such a case, everybody agrees that she could remain married to her husband, to her second husband. So what was the Chiddush of Rav over here? Answers the Gemara, Kiko Rav, Rav's Chiddush was, Nami Bizman Shubo Edim Rav was not talking about a case where she got married before Edim came and said, again, she got married after Edim came and said that her husband is still alive. Rather, what happened was, first Edim came along and said that her husband is alive, and only afterwards she went and got married. And what's the Chiddush over here? La Fukim with Rabbi Nachman and Rabbi Yaisi. Rav was coming to say to exclude of the opinion of Rabbi Nachman and Rabbi Yaisi. So true, this is Taka Machlekes Tanoim here in this Brai. Said the Tanakama and Rabbi Nachman and Rabbi Yaisi. When you have a Trey Trey, what happens to this woman? Could she go and get remarried if she's sure that her husband is dead? And that aid that says that her husband died is struck, could she get remarried? So Rav is coming to say yes, she can. We pass in like the Tanakama that she could get remarried. That's what Rav came to say. Others say in the reverse. No, Rav actually came to say that we paskin like Rabbi Nachman Rabbi Yaisi. The time the nisus v'achakach bo edim. The only reason why she can remain married is because first she got married and then Adam came and said that her husband died. But if Adam came first and said that her husband is still alive and then afterwards she went and got remarried, so then she she has to leave. Command and according to who is this? Going according to Rabbi Nachman Rabbi Yaisi, that in a case where she first, first Adam came and said that her husband is still alive, and then she got remarried, then Rav, Rav is coming to say like Rabbi Nachman Rabbi Yaisi that she's going to have to leave her husband. So there's two, two shittas over here, whether Rav is paskin like the Tanakame or like Rabbi Nachman Rabbi Yaisi. Masiv Rav, Rav asked on this halacha of Rav. Again, the point of the halacha of Rav. In the, in the beginning, that the way the Gemara explained it is that when you have a tre, you tre, there's a contradiction over here, whether the husband is alive or not, and she went ahead and got remarried, she does not have to leave her husband. In this case, again, what's the case? Only if she got married to one of the Adim, and she herself is sure that her husband is dead. So Rav asked on this, it says in Abraisa, from where do we know if he doesn't want? What is this speaking about? This is speaking about a Kayan. A Kayan is not allowed to be metamet to certain individuals. A Kayan is not allowed to get married to certain women that are apostle to him. So how do we know if he does not want to listen to this? The Panay. Panay means that we, we hit him, we force him. We force him to listen to us. Talmud Lai, Bezden that is, Bezden forces him. Talmud Laimar, so the Apostolic says, Vikidash Toy, that we have to sanctify the Kayan, which means Balkarachai, even against his will. So the Gemara wants to understand, when is it that we need a special Pasuk here to say that Bezden forces him? Hey Chidami, what are we speaking about? So are we speaking about over here a case where there's a suffix about the status of this woman and and there are two Adam saying, so we're going to have to be speaking about a case where there's a suffix over here. If it's not a case which is a suffix, if a client comes along and says, I want to get married to somebody that's also to me. I want to get married to a woman that's apostle to me. For sure we're going to force the client not to do so. 
The basis of this Gemara here is that not only we negate to the Isra of a Kain, any Isra in the Torah, if a Yid wants to be Aiva Isra, it's Bezna's responsibility to hold him back of that. And Bezna has to force him of not doing that Isra. So over here, there's a special Pasuk that comes and says that the Bezna has to stop him from doing this. What do we need a special Pasuk of uh, that the Bezna has to stop him Dafke by a Kain? So if the case over here is the Nisus Lechad meaning it's a case where you have a Suffolk. Two Adam are saying that, that this person is mutta for him, and two Adam is saying that she's not. And, and, she, and he's getting married, uh, he does, he's not getting married, that is. He's not getting married to one of the Adam that are saying that this, that this woman is mutta to him. It's just, it's a suffolk here. And Veloi ka'amra bodily. And she herself is also not saying that I'm sure that I'm mutta to get married to him. Do we have to say that we would hit this kind, that we would force him not to do this iser? This is the Allah and Kala Tayyakula. Any yid that wants to do iser, we always force and make sure he doesn't do the iser. Why does it have to say a special thing over here? El Alav, don't you think the Chilish over here regarding the Kayan is the Nisus Le'echad Me'edel, that she's getting married to one of those Adim that are saying that this woman is muttered to him. And the Kamra Barili, and she's also saying that I'm 100% sure that I'm muttered to him. And the Katani Depano and Daphnoi, we still learn out from the Pasik Vikidashtoi that that's the Chilish Bayakayan, that even so, in such a case, because Bezdin sees that there's a contradiction of Adim here, that Bezdin has to force this Kayan not to marry this woman. So Alma, what do we see over here? Mafkina Leminei, that we take out this person from this woman that he wants to marry, then there's a suffix over here about this. So I see that in a case where there's a suffix that the Bezdin will take out this person from this woman. And this is talking about what? About a case of a suffix regarding a Kayan. Who a kain can marry. So the, the way the Gemara understands this is, for sure we should say regarding a suffix of an Ashish Ish, which is a much bigger Isra, it's a Kadis, a much bigger Isra than an Isra of marrying a kain, marrying a woman that's possible to him, for sure we should force. So the Gemara says, no, actually the Isra of Kohone, Isra, Kohone Shani. The Isra by a kain is different. Over there we actually force because there's a special Chumrah by a kain where the Torah says Vikidashtoi that in this case where there's a Suffolk even though she's marrying that aid that says for sure I know I'm mutter and she says I know I'm mutter but in that case by a kain the Isra of a kain is different we're more Machmer by a kain. Vibay another answer the Gemara says there's no Raya from there my Dafnoi when it says Dafnoi that we force him it doesn't mean we physically hit him rather what it means is Dafnoi Be'edim what it means is that the Bezdin over there will make an extra interrogation. Usually what happens? If, if two Adam come and say, your husband died, Bezdin just allows her to go and get married. Over here as well, if two Adam would come and say, this woman is mutter for you to marry her as a Kayan, we should just let her go get married. But over here, Bezdin forces him to, to make, it, to, to, we, they make an extra interrogation. They try to look around and they ask all kinds of people, do you, do you, maybe you can say Adus, that this woman is possible to this Kayan? They, 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 if they find Adam that will say that this woman is possible to this Kayan, so then they'll accept those Adam. They, they look to see if they can find any Adam to contradict the Adam that say the Hatter. So that's a special Chumrah also by a Kayan that does not apply to a regular case of an Eshesish. Or we can say, that over there, the case is, why is it that we force this woman that it says that Daphne, that the Bezna has to force her not to marry him? So that, because Adam already came and said that she's not, for, for, that, that she's puzzled to this Kayan. And and then this person still went ahead and married this woman. But this is going according to the opinion of Rabbi Nachman Rabbi Yaisi, that in such a case, she's going to have to leave her husband. So as the Mepharshim explained, the Chilish over here by a Kayan is 
that by a Kayan Minat Taira, she's going to have to leave her husband. Before, by an Eshesish, Rabbi Menachem Rabbi said that you have to leave, but that's only a Knas, Midrabanon. Over here, Minat Taira, she's going to have to leave. Ravashi Yomar, Ravashi says, now this Ravashi is not on this last point that we're speaking about. Ravashi goes back to the statement of Rav. Rav said, of, Rav said before that if two Adam came along and said that your husband died, Loi So then when she got remarried, Loi she does not have to leave. So Rav now explains what that means. Before, until here, the Gemara was assuming what Rav meant is she doesn't have to leave her second husband. Now Ravashi comes and says, you know what Rav meant? My Loi to come at Rav. When Rav said Loi she doesn't leave. What he meant is Loi Harishain. She does not leave from her first heter, and that is the heter to be married to the first husband. Why? In other words, she can go, not, not that she doesn't leave the second husband. She doesn't leave the first husband. She can go back to the first husband. Why could she go back to the first husband? So this goes back to a point that we learned yesterday in the Mishnah. In the case that a woman got remarried because two Adam said that her husband died, it's an oinus. The fact that she did so, based on the words of the two Adam, she, she's trusting two Adam. It's a total oinus. So whatever relation she had with another man being an oinus, now that allows her to go back to her first husband. That's all Rav meant to say. Rav once said this before. That now we learned in our Mishnah. She got married based on the words of two Adim without the permission of the Bezin, just relying on Adim. Because this is an Oynes, she can go back to her first husband. So we pass like our Mishnah. So Rav said this already once. And says, Rav did not say these two different statements. What Rav only said one. And from one, they understood the other. Rav said that and from that they understood that the halach is like what it said in our Mishnah. But he didn't say both of these statement, statements separately. Itmer, we learned another halacha that Shmuel said. Shmuel So Shmuel says we did not learn the halacha of the Mishnah. That a woman that gets married based on the words of an Eidecha, the remarried that is. And now the husband shows up that she has to leave the second marriage and the first marriage as well. So this is only said, If she's, she's not contradicting the words of the uh, the But if she's contradicting the word of the words of the Eidechad, so then she does not have to leave, she does not have to leave the uh, the marriage. So the Gemara now asks on this, what are we speaking about? Are we speaking about over here two Adam that came and said that her husband died? If she is denying, she's contradicting the words of the two Adam, why, why, why does that matter? What we're speaking about over here is that there's only one Eid. Okay, okay, so let, let me go back a second to, to explain this over here. That we're, we're talking over here about a case where the husband showed up and so what, what's the case over here? When the husband came and showed up, the husband that the Eid Echad, it was first an Eid Echad that came and said that the husband died. Now the husband came and showed up and now Makhashasai. So Makhashasai means that she says to this man, you are not my husband. So on that, Shmuel said, if she is saying, you are not my husband, she can remain married to the second marriage. So what the Gemara asks in this, what are we speaking about? When she says, you are not my husband, is the case that this person has the support of two Adam. Two Adam are saying, yes, I, he, he is your husband. So then how could she contradict that? Elamai, what is the Gemara say? What are we speaking about? Elam 
He only has one eighth supporting the fact that he is her husband. So Taime the Makhashasai. So what are you saying? The only reason why she could remain married to her second husband is because she's contradicting him. Ha Shaska. But if she would be quiet, Taitse. So in such a case she would have to leave her second husband. Why should she have to leave? Ola said the following Anytime the Taita trusts the word of an Eidechad, So the words of the Eidechad are going to be as powerful as two. And if so, the words of an Eidechad against two is worthless. So what's the case over here? First, we had an Eidechad. An Eidechad came and said, Your husband died. Once we believe that Eidechad, that Eidechad has the power of two. Now the husband shows up, and the husband comes with the support of an Eid Echad, saying that he is the husband. If, if it is only one Eid supporting and saying that he is the husband, the words of that Eid Echad is contradicting the Eid Echad that said that he died, and the Eid Echad that said before that he died, once we accept the word of that Eid Echad, he becomes like two. And therefore now, this Eid Echad saying that this is the husband is worthless. So why is Shmuel saying that only if she is contradicting the Eid Echad, then she can remain married to the second husband, even if not, the words of this Eid Echad against the first Eid Echad that's now counted like two should be worthless. Answers the Gemara, Hocha B'mayeskina, what are we speaking about over here? Psulei Eidus, we're speaking about a case where this Psulei Eidus here. That is the, the, the second group of Eidim that came are Posle Eidus. Okay, and this follows Rab Nechemia's opinion. What does Rab Nechemia say? The Tanya Rab Nechemia says, Whenever we find that the Taita trusts an Eidechot, like in our case, an Eidechot that says that the husband died, we trust the Eidechot. So what's the halacha? So now, if you're going to have other Eidim that will contradict what the Eidechot said, you have to follow the majority opinion. And therefore, even two women, which are usually against one man, it's like two men against one man. So the point that Rab Nechemia holds, Rab Nechemia disagrees with what we said before. Before, Ola said that when one Eid says something, the words of an Eidechad that are accepted becomes like two Eidim, and nobody can contradict those two Eidim. But Rab Nechemia says, when we trust an Eid Echad, we still could listen to other two Eidim, and we just have to look at the majority opinion. Even if it's Pasaleidus, we go according to the majority opinion. And that's what Shmuel was speaking about. So what, what's the Gemara trying to say over here? That we're going according to the majority opinion based on who? On Pasaleidus. So because it's based on Pasaleidus, if she's quiet, and she's admitting to what these postulators are saying, that this is her husband, so then she, she has to leave her marriage, or the, the second marriage. But if she's going to contradict these postulators, because they are postulators, and she's saying that she doesn't accept what they say, so then we're going to rely on the Eid Echo that said that her husband died. That's the halacha that Shmuel said. Or another answer we can say, when you have a kosher Eid that came in the beginning and said that her husband died, then I feel a and even if there's a hundred women, there are a hundred pasaleidas that came and said that her husband is still alive, and this man that showed up here is her husband, so they're all going to be like one Eid. Against that kosher Eid that came in the beginning, even Rab Nechemia will agree, a kosher Eid that came in the beginning is as powerful as two Eidim, and we're not going to believe anybody against, against him. But what are we speaking about? The first aid that said that her husband died was not a kosher aid. It was a woman that said so. And this is the way you have to understand what Rab Nechemia's opinion is. Any time the Torah believes one aid, 
you follow the majority opinion, and two women are going to be now against one woman that said Eidus before, like two against one man. So Rabbi Nechemia, when he says you follow majority opinion, he wasn't speaking about when a kosher aid came in the beginning. If it was a kosher aid, even Rabbi Nechemia would agree that we don't follow majority opinion. But if it was a puzzle aid, if it was a woman that came in the beginning and said that your husband died, so then we're going to follow the majority opinion. If it's two women now that are coming and saying that your husband is alive against one man, which is, the, which, which is a kosher aid, so then kapalgo palgadami. So then that's going to be a contradiction that we're not going to trust the words of this of the of these uh, majority opinion that came afterwards. So the point is that according to this answer, Shmuel was speaking about a case that the one that said that her husband died in the beginning was a pasalate. So therefore, now if she comes and contradicts these pasalaidim that are saying that this is her husband that came here, we're going to trust her. But if she does not contradict them, so then she's going to have to leave her marriage.